Hello and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision <laughs> past. My name's Roland Bodnam, and as ever, I'm joined by the delightful Isabel Chilman. Hello, Isabel. Hey, Roland Bodnam. How are you this evening? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. <coughs> Got a cough, sorry. I also smashed my phone earlier, oh, didn't I, on the way in? Fuck. Smashed my phone screen. It's fine, so we're smiling through it, we're right? We're gonna smile, there's nothing that can right. be done now. There's a Hello Kitty cushion next to Roland. That's we're all she's smiling. smiling too. We're all smiling, we're gonna smile our way through this <laughs> lovely episode of Euphoria. It's the worst thing, isn't it, when you smash your phone? So I'm just gonna stop looking at okay, it. Okay, don't look at it. Um, welcome back, everyone. Uh, uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, this is a podcast where we talk about events from Eurovision history and also attempt to create music that can be entered into the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest. Roland does that. I'm <laughs> the lazy. Uh, so I don't do any of that stuff. That's all coming later in the podcast. But first, Isabel, mm. would you like a lovely glass of La Fille Ferme? <laughs> Say that again. La Ville Ferme. La Ville Ferme. Oh, it's a uh, birthday wine. It was given to me because it's my birthday at the weekend. Hell yeah, this weekend. Happy birthday. That was a terrible high five. Do it again. Hey. Yeah, happy birthday, uh, Roland. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's my birthday in four days. Feel free to tweet at me. <laughs> you are so desperate. So I'm not lonely on my birthday. Um, it's you're a- going to have a lovely birthday because what are we doing, mate? <gasps> Yeah, we're going to episode four of the semi-finals of Melody Festival on the, the Saturday. Swedish church. At the sweet, at the lovely Swedish church. We'll see so Eric if anyone's, again. If anyone's around, come along to that and say hi to Roland. I'm going to put a party hat on him so you'll know oh, who he is. Oh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. I can't <laughs> wait. Um, I get very excited about my birthday. So as this wine was bought for me, and not specifically for the podcast, it is, of course... A screw top. So oh, we're gonna have one of those okay. it's quite a nice special sound. episodes where we listen to a screw top being pulled off. It also means I don't spend five minutes struggling and making weird noises just off mic oh, to yeah. pull the thing. You ready? Here we go. Yeah, simple. <laughs> this is good though. <laughs> oh, we've got a little prawn Smell. cracker. Eating a prawn cracker. How many people have you just like absolutely pissed off because you're like chewing in their <laughs> ear? Oh, God. It's a good noise. <laughs> I mean, it's a good noise, yeah. I like it. Here we go. Let's try this noise. No, nah, mine was better. Oh, shit. <laughs> this, this has way more class. Here you go. Uh, What's classier than me eating a prawn cracker and talking at the same time? <laughs> oh. That. Yeah, that was all right. That was a gl- Oh, I've got a bit on my leg. Of course, because you, you splosh it about me. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, guys. Happy February, the end of February. Uh, so, shall we begin the episode with... Eurovision news. Some lovely Eurovision news. Israel, do you have any Eurovision news? Yeah, I've got a little bit. <laughs> cool. That's more than what I've got this it's week. done. That's it. Oh, okay. done with. No, so it's, again, it's pretty much the same as most weeks at the moment. Um, everyone's quitting in the Ukraine. Oh, He's yeah. running it. Sorry. So uh, that's Good all luck, going Ukraine. a bit tits up. People have got upset about stuff and it's, I mean, it'll all be fine. It'll be all right on the night. Something's going to happen. Like something's got to happen. <laughs> Something will happen. We're lots not of, sure what. Lots of people it will turn up. It might just be like a ton of people in a car park. Yeah, there might not be a microphone. Everyone will have to lean in really no, close to hear it. But that's what they maybe that's what they meant by intimate Eurovision. Yeah. 
And then there's also a ton of people that are being obviously being put through again, still loads of countries that are confirming who their entries are going to be for the night. So we have had confirmations from um Ah, oh, the big one this week's been bloody Italy and I can't oh, stand geez. it. Yeah, Occidentally we should probably talk karma. about that. Everyone's hyping about this massively and obsessed with it and saying it's gonna win. It's this bloke singing a duff song with a bloody gorilla. Yeah. It's I bit... think everyone's going to be fed up with it. The only reason it's got a b- billion watches on YouTube is because it's a, it's a man dancing with a gorilla and everyone goes, oh, it's a gorilla dancing. It's a bit... Is that really offensive to people <laughs> no, that like that's it? that's fine. I mean, I'm sure people like it, but like, it is a bit of a, like, uh, it's a gimmick. It's a nothingness. It's a gimmick, it's a yeah. Gimmick. And the song's not... Mu- and also, who wants to hear some middle-class white dude saying, oh, everyone don't oh, Westerners, geez, like, put yeah. down your smartphones and stuff. I mm. fucking hate the... Like, Shut oh, up. Yeah, I hate the... Put- I put down my smartphone and it smashed, all right? (laughs) Stop telling us to put down our smartphone. Shut up, Francesco. It was a reet yawn fest. Everyone get over it. Stop saying it's good. I hate it. And you can tweet me angry things if you want. I love it. Do do we have any positive news? Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. One of the funny things that happened this week was uh, one of my favourite bits was... Lovely, lovely Trump getting his <laughs> getting him, his little brain confused and oh, muddled no. again, as he does. In his press conference the other day when he said, oh, just look at what happened in Sweden last night. <laughs> that poor person from Sweden, he was running the Swedish Twitter account, oh. just had to field off <laughs> everything everything on Twitter oh. and going, no, no, it's fine. And their, their tweet, their, like one of their first tweet replies, which was perfect, was like, yeah, nothing's really happening in Sweden. Everyone's just focused on Melfest right now. <laughs> Yeah, Sweden's closed for business. We're all watching Malfest. Yeah, well, you, do, you do know Eurovision's coming up, Trump. Like, we're too That's busy right now fine. to be worried about anything else. Uh, they did, some of the good tweets as well were, were about the results of Malfest saying, yeah, I agree with Trump. It was a fucking <laughs> shocker last night, the result of Malfest. <laughs> Love uh, it. So yeah, there were some, uh, some great comic responses to the comic, comic wonders of Donald Trump. Um, there was also a little bit of I, I don't know are you going to include this in any other business am I jumping ahead uh, your mate uh, <laughs> so I am still seething about that my friend met Jedward uh, as apparently but like, the whole of London has met Jedward in the last 24 hours they're just pottering around they were just, meeting everyone they were, everyone on Twitter has met Jedward at the moment apart from me they were just in someone's office weren't they like uh, I think that was the, the BBC. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, that I makes think sense. Were, I think it wasn't just like they hadn't just turned up for the day. Um, but yeah, my mate Paulie, I'm not going to begrudge him too much because it was his birthday. So he met Jedward okay, on his yeah. birthday, which is a fantastic birthday. No, just, I think he just went for a run and oh. just bumped into them somewhere. That's the only way you meet Jedward. It's like at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> oh, I really want to bump into them somewhere. I was hoping that when I went out today from work, I was like, maybe Jedward will be here. <laughs> just hanging out. Maybe I'll see them now. Oh. Nope. No. But well done, Paulie, I suppose, <laughs> for seeing them. Good for you. I'm really happy for you. Uh, well, uh, there's your news. Uh, slightly bitter news this week. <laughs> we'll try and be a bit more positive next Look, week. I smashed my phone earlier, I know, right? Yeah. I'm we set, livid. We started the podcast. I'm always livid on your weeks, aren't I? <laughs> I think... Having a great time on mine. <laughs> I know. You've got a lovely story to tell on yours, but uh, yeah, you anyway. you the tone down. Would you like <laughs> to know my any other business? Any other business? Yeah, I ain't got any. <clears throat> Isabel. Uh, I've met someone. Okay. I met a man. Oh God, this is what I've been waiting to hear <laughs> from the moment we um, met. I cannot reveal this man's identity. Okay. Um, but he's an insider. Oh. Uh, he has been in 
involved in UK Eurovision uh, for some time. <laughs> damn, and damn, we're going to refer to this man from now on as... as oh. That sounds very dramatic. It, it needs to be dramatic. Boom. Boom. We're going to refer to this man as Mr. X. Now, Mr. X... <laughs> Mr. X has begun drip feeding me some Shut behind up! the scenes. No, they English. haven't. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> I have developed an anonymous source from inside Eurovision. Now, it's not the most up to date information, but oh, who cares? from the history of UK Eurovision. So, oh, the, his, oh my God, this is great. His, You're not just making this no, up. No, seriously, this is deadly serious. This is deadly serious. Do you know who it is? I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I've met this person in person. <laughs> <laughs> and um i can't reveal their position uh i can't reveal who they are uh i've said it's later, mr right? x but no seriously you i've been nda nda yeah i'll tell you later okay. uh <laughs> so i said mr x but this person may or may not be a male female or other it should be gender neutral sorry x. Mm-hmm. uh just just okay all right x. here we go deep throat you know, like the like the Watergate scandal. The person who leaked the information for Watergate. It was I'm deep not throat. That knowledgeable. Mate. Well, I literally found out today for the first time that I have indigestion. <laughs> I have genuinely never thought I had it. I thought I was just always hungry. In pain. I'm not oh, even gosh. kidding. I found that out today. You thought you were uh, in pain, in hunger, pain. I thought it was hunger. Hung- yeah, I thought it was. I was still hungry, hunger so pain. I just eat again. And then I found out today that's actually called indigestion. Oh, Isabel. I'm not the smartest. So. But that, that I can't pers- have you keep saying deep throat to me. <laughs> no, he winks, he winks. <laughs> so, Mr. X, but that may be male, that may be female. I cannot Who reveal knows? my sources. Let me tell you, he give, he's given me two bits of information so far, and I feel like this is a test. Okay. Not as to whether I'll leak it a lot, because I'm definitely going to tell everyone the information. But they know, me. Mr. X knows you're going to tell people on the podcast. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, so, the first bit of information was that their favourite entry that was ever been sent to the selection process mm. was a song by a uh, lovely OAP entitled Diana, Queen of Our Hearts. Oh, shut up. <laughs> there was a Di- Princess Diana at your song. Yeah, there was a Princess Diana. I mean... Have you access to it? I have to say as well, this was several years after like peak Diana <laughs> so it's clearly someone has been sitting on this I don't have access to it but clearly oh someone had been God. sitting on this for some time and thought you know what now's the time now is the time <laughs> to release this song yeah. however so that was just that was just a a taster a uh, little I'm, I'm gonna preamble here's the real juicy bit of information Isabel so I'm gonna scream and this is in relation to a uh, story that you've told. So. Gemini. Gemini. Ah! The song performed by Gemini on that fateful night in 2003 was originally intended and almost was confirmed to be sung and performed at Eurovision by Steps. I said budget steps. I said budget steps. Uh, How many times did I say budget steps? Did. You I was so, did. got it. I hit. So, oh my god, I'm so bloody good. So I'm it, so good. It was it was there was a it was basically a divide where half of the uh deciding panel wanted steps to sing it and half wanted Gemini to sing it. <laughs> Gemini over steps are you mental <laughs> I, I, I'm with you I'm with you it was a shocker when I found out but seriously it was going to be steps shut I knew it <laughs> I knew that song was a step song yeah 
Hey, good anonymous source, right? <laughs> oh my God, I love this part of the podcast. I don't even want to know who they are. You have to keep it secret no, from me it's forever. Really, it's this secret. is the best podcast in yeah. the world. I haven't, been, I haven't been told when I'm meeting up with this person again. They said it would be on their terms. And they're just going to call you from like a post box they're with their collar turned up and a trilby <laughs> yeah, hat on I'm covering gonna, their face. I'm going to have to meet in the back of a multi-story car park. And oh they'll, my- Hand me files. Oh dear. <laughs> Mr. X. You're horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. Seriously. I know my pop music. You know your pop music. I'm bloody. I don't know anything else. I don't know what indigestion is. <laughs> I don't know about the Watergate about scandal. Deep throat. I don't. Ooh, <laughs> careful. But I know Not pop music. If there's one thing I know, I know. Well, late 90s, as we clarified before, late 90s, late early 90s to early 90s pop music or Eurovision. <laughs> Nothing present day. Don't uh, know who's in the charts. So that's our any other business. This is the best. Yeah, right. Can we make a jingle that's like, Mr. Yeah. X? Yeah, a dramatic detective or like a film noir one. Mm. I want film noir, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> Mr. X. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I'm going to try and get some more information from Mr. X along the way. Isabel. <laughs> yeah <laughs> your face uh, uh, this week it's my week to tell a story yeah I'm kicking back yeah you get to chill out and just sort of riff just make like just riff booming noises oh, all you want to um, and just can't ch- eat them porn chew, crackers, though, chew into the microphone no booming noises and chewing into the microphone so uh, shall we begin mm-hmm. okay um, I'm going to tell you a story I'm not going to give it a title I'm just going to begin okay so Isabel It's 1980, and as you mentioned in our very first episode, actually, um, Israel had won the contest in 1979 uh, with the song Hallelujah by Milk and Honey with Galiatari. However, as we've already said, Israel admitted that they did not have the funds to host a second consecutive year. Nah. So, after some scrambling, the competition landed in The Hague uh, in the Netherlands. Some interesting contestants that year was Morocco's only ever entry, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. Because, you know why? Because you explained it. Because Israel weren't in the competition and Morocco refused to perform when Israel are. So it was Morocco's only ever performance. Um, Belgium also had an entry um, with a song simply titled Eurovision. Which I think is a bit on the nose. For sake, put a bit of effort into it, guys. Come on. Um, and the eventual winner, which was Ireland's own Johnny Logan, who... Johnny's won twice. Ha- uh, won twice tw- singing. Wait. Oh, and, and once as a writer. as a writer. Yeah, yeah good old John. Uh, I think I might uh, write about him uh, one week and talk about him one week. So he's got an interesting story. I'm going to bagsy that one now. I'm just going to say <laughs> mine, that on the podcast. Mine, 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 well, I'm mine, doing mine. Morocco then. Uh, oh, fine, fine. I mean, it's only got one song, so good luck with I that. I can drag that out for half an hour, mate. <laughs> the entire history of Morocco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I'm not going to talk about any of those oh. um, This week we're going to take a look At Norway um, So Taking the stage representing Norway Was Sphere Kilsberg And Matisse Hetter With the song Samird Adan. So Samird Adan means Sami Earth or Sami Soil. The song was a reference to the struggles and deep conflicts between the Aboriginal Sami people and the Norwegian government at the time. So I didn't even know there were Aboriginal people in Norway. Yeah. So uh, the song was in the support for the fight uh, for autonomy that the Sami people were demanding. It had references in the song to their traditional singing, which is called yoik, 
Uh, and <laughs> yoink, yoink. that's the sound from a cartoon Wait. where someone snatches something off a, like a windowsill <laughs> <Yoink. laughs> uh, well this is a entire people's <laughs> traditional singing Isabel so just saying <laughs> um, yoink. Uh, so it described their traditional singing in their struggle against the Norwegian government <laughs> As being deadly serious, <laughs> as being stronger than gunpowder, and it also features the line in front of Parliament where they sat, the yoik was heard day and night. <laughs> they weren't stealing. Uh, this, in fact, was <laughs> referring to a group of Sami Isabel who had been forced to resort to starting a hunger protest outside the Norwegian Sorry, Parliament. It's not funny. It's not. <laughs> We're not laughing at the hunger protest. Yoik! <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing at it. <laughs> Uh, yoik I think that's the last time I mentioned yoik so it's fine so um, so this was in reference to uh, a hunger protest which was established outside the Norwegian parliament in, attempt, in an attempt to stop an entire Sami village being destroyed Jesus Christ now I'll explain more about that later but before we go straight into all of that mess all that fucking disaster uh, I thought we'd look a little bit about the history of the Sami so that we know okay. some of the struggles that they've been through up to this point you never do a light hearted week yeah, can you Roland <laughs> uh, I thought it had been a while since I've done a political one so I thought let's do, you know it? what let's do a political one <laughs> I don't know if it has so here's 45 minutes about the struggles <laughs> that a tribe has had over millennia. Strapping, guys. <laughs> so, the Sami are thought to be Aboriginal to Northern Europe. Okay. Uh, and the first signs of the Sami language was around 2,000 to 2,500 years ago. Uh, so, they lived uh, basically before there were any formal borders were established, but they were in the... Uh, sort of northern Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Russia area. Um, they were mainly fishermen and trappers. Oh, big sexy Vikings. And yeah, seriously, uh, they were fishermen, Ooh. trappers, and they lived nomadic lifestyles. They just oh. moved around. Um, they basically were dependent, and this is—I feel like this is quite cute. They were basically dependent on the migration of the reindeer, and they would just sort of follow reindeer about wherever the reindeer went, oh. which is really nice. Um, so they continued living this way, their nomadic lifestyle, for centuries actually, uh, living off the land, maintaining their sort of nomadic lifestyle, just sort of chasing reindeer around the woods, uh, uh, frolicking, I imagine. Oh, many a frolic. <laughs> um, and however, by this point, uh, Russia, Norway and Sweden had decided to begin taxing the Sami because oh. because they couldn't just let them sort of carry on doing what they were doing, of course. Mm. So they demanded a cut of their resources, which basically led to the Sami being forced to overhunt the reindeer because they had to start giving a cut to all these different places. And it meant that the reindeer basically ran out of supply and they had to end their nomadic lifestyle and set up farms and raise reindeer and grow crops so that they had enough supplies to survive. Um I mean, yeah, that sucks. Also, yeah. that's just modernisation, really, isn't it? No? But it wasn't their choice. No. The first proper source of detailed information that we have on the Sami was created in the 1600s by this guy called Johannes Schefferus. And it was an attempt, basically, to counter some of the more sort of ill-natured rumours going around about the Sami at the time. 
So in particular, Germany was basically publishing a load of propaganda uh, against Sweden because Sweden were like gaining, making lots of gains on battlefields and doing really well because they're bloody Viking super Hunk hunky bots. super hunks um so instead of sort of just saying they're quite hunky and superheroes um they germany put out a load of uh material that said they were winning on the battlefields because of sami magic um, in the 1600s in the 1600s to which i'm sure that sami were like no 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 we if we had magic we would uh we wouldn't be in this position we'd guys. magic up some reindeer meat um so, so Sheffer sort of um, conducted a number of research projects on the Sami um, to disprove these myths. Um, and actually, the research was really quickly published in languages all across Europe, had a lot of pickup, translated into a load of different languages, and was starting to be read. So obviously, the Sami stuff, the real Sami side, not the magic side, was, was starting to, to um, gain traction. However... Uh. An abridged version, which someone else had abridged for uh, Johannes, um, was also released. And the abridged version swapped out chapters about difficult living conditions, topography, and the environment with totally made-up stories about magic, sorcery, drums, and heathenry. Yay! Magic Sammy! (laughs) Which, like, uh, Johannes is like, um, what? Who did that? What magic did they do? I, I, they didn't. That's the point. Oh. Johannes said they didn't. But they did some magic, clearly, because the book had magic in. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Some other. Yeah. No. I mean, the Germans said they did magic, and then the book said they did magic. They some... clearly did some magic that someone saw once. No, this is some fucking intern at the publishing house. It was just like halfway through the abridged version, was like, "Fuck, I'm bored. I'm gonna put some wizards in this." Now they do magic <laughs> and drums and heathen. And they fly the reindeer around the sky. <laughs> oh, Christmas! Yay! <laughs> uh, so, uh, so far, let's just. Uh, uh, reflect now. So far, the Sami have been taxed. <laughs> let's reflect. Let's reflect. Uh, the Sami have been taxed, forced out of being nomads, and been slandered, effectively, we'll say. It's a fun slander, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Someone's going to slander me. I'd like them to say I'm magic. <laughs> I think that's the best lie. If- Isabel, I heard that you, you're magic. No, you're not. Here's the thing, though. If you're... Well, I was telling me the other day... It's a weird thing to say, but all right, yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah, magic. Fear me. If you're struggling, though, right? If you're struggling to survive and someone just starts going, you know that Isabel, the one who's, yeah, the one who looks really thin and like her clothes are all falling apart. Yeah, she's magic. So don't worry. Don't worry about her. Don't worry about her. She's fine. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the Sami people. Yeah, me too. Well, no, mainly I'm thinking about magic. Yeah. (laughs) So, the Sami have been taxed, forced out of being nomads, and been magic slandered. And <laughs> round the corner comes the 1800s. And uh, oh, we're going to get to Eurovision. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure worry. you said 1980. Don't, don't, there wasn't a Eurovision in the 1800s, but we'll get there. Okay. I'm just building up a picture of all the shit that the Sami have been through up until yeah, that sucks. point. Um, so, a border treaty was signed by Norway and Finland, who were currently occupied by Russia. And it basically meant that previously, where the Sami would spend their winters in Finland and their summers on the Norwegian coast. Sounds lovely. That's delightful. Uh, they were no longer able to cross from one border to another, so they were basically uh. stuck. Uh, and we all know what happens when people aren't allowed to cross borders anymore. 
Trump. <laughs> people get upset, basically. People do get upset. People get upset. I, I, it took me a while to get there. Yeah, people Split get angry. Split families apart. Um, yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I don't need to pu- push it anymore. We're no, all aware. We're living we're through it. We're very aware of what happens right when you put borders out. Um, so about 35 years after this, where previously uh, Sami teaching and language was, was sort of actively encouraged as part of Norwegian school systems, the Norwegian authorities commenced what would later be known as Norwegianization, which is basically a program mm. to encourage nationalism. I thought the Scandies were I, like liberal, cool guys. We all thought they were. We oh, this is in the 1800s, though. This is the 1800s. Everyone was a yeah. douchebag in the 1800s. It's true, they were. So it basically banned <laughs> any Sami influences in public schools in an attempt to forcefully assimilate the Sami into the mainstream oh, way of life. Oh, that's so grim. We've all heard that as well fairly recently too. Mm. So the pressure intensified in the early 1900s. We're getting there. We're nearly Eurovision. Oh, thank God, guys. Um, Just hold on a little bit longer. Where, <laughs> where Norway basically invested a whole bunch of money into effectively wiping out the Sami culture. They made it law that anyone who wanted to buy land in basically a large county in North Norway, where the Sami already were, so anyone who wanted to buy land there had to prove knowledge of the Norwegian language. Uh, And the Sami had been living there for thousands of years, had their own language, obviously had been doing fine up there uh, without knowing the Norwegian language. So these indigenous people, who, as I say, had been living there for centuries, millennia even, were suddenly unable to purchase land where they had previously been living off it in a beautiful, peaceful way. Everyone with power sucks, <laughs> apart from Yonola. <laughs> Everyone else in the world that has power <sighs> is awful. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Pretty much exclusively. So grim. So this even caused fractures between different groups of Sami as well. So some adapted to survive and allowed themselves to be Norwegianized, as they put it, and others were more militant about remaining connected to their roots and keeping their language and all these things. Um, So there were splits even in the Sami culture. Um, then, obviously, there was World War II. Lovely. Uh, not lovely. <laughs> it led to widespread destruction of a lot of their land and buildings. And basically, once the war was over, uh, Norway just sort of built towns on top of where they used to be and were just like, oh, uh, oh no, we've, oh, we've built here now. Oh, sorry. Oh, those cheeky buggers. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you, oh, you lived here? Oh, sorry. Oh, we've no. got a town here now. Yeah. Uh, displacement. Look at me tutting at something that happened. <laughs> hundred years ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Isabel, I'm going to jump to the 70s. Oh. Here we are. And the events which led up to the Eurovision entry. So, in the 70s, a plan was published by the Norwegian Water Resources and Energy Directorate that required the construction of a dam and a power plant. Now, this dam would create an artificial lake uh, and the artificial lake would land right on top of the Sami village of, I'm going to say, Mars, which is M-A-Z-E, but it's got an A with a thing over the top. Mars. Mars. Mm. Um, So, yeah, so the lake would basically flood Mars, destroy a lot of uh, Sami uh, homes and displace even more Sami. After after centuries of struggle. That is is literally the storyline of what 
a villain does in a kid's cartoon. Like, yeah. I'm going to build my lake here and just flood this village. I don't go because I got money bags <laughs> and a big cigar. Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So it did uh, create a uh, large popular movement uh, in protest of the dam being built. In 1978, a large group organised to oppose and resist the construction work. The group filed for an injunction to stop the construction, which was denied by by the Norwegian government. Of course it was. Good. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) I'm not lifting Isabel's move. Uh, In autumn of 1979, as construction was about to begin... The protesters fought on two fronts. So the first were at the construction site where activists sat down and blocked the construction machines. And these machines Good for you. are like fucking huge. Like they're big, like heavy machines. Yeah, that's that they're scary. Terrifying. At the same time, a group of Sami uh, activists sat outside the Norwegian parliament and began their hunger strike. Uh, and it's since emerged in declassified documents that the Norwegian government were preparing to use military force to support the police authorities. And this is against a, a peaceful uh, movement of people. Uh, this was until the uh, prime minister realised that that was not a good idea. And at the time declared that there would be a review of the decision to construct the dam. So it went back to Parliament and Parliament decided that it was totally fine to dam the river. So This is mental. This is but this is like what's happening with the the pipeline protest at the moment yeah, in a yeah. yeah, this is this is this is what's happening with the Dakota pipeline at the moment. This is yeah. sim- the same thing. Protesting. Like you're going through people's homes, their land, their yeah. livelihoods yeah. and it's just cuz the government's going to make a ton of money out of it like nah nah you guys are just going somewhere else i'll be right right and i swear it's the same thing (sighs) in that they've gone oh yeah yeah no we won't do it anymore and now they're going oh no we will do it and they'll protest more and then they'll go and the use of military force as well yeah military force yeah some of the stuff that's happened to the the, these dakota these pipeline protests it's horrendous the injuries they've had from it yeah anyway back to my story (laughs) you always bring the mood down (laughs) I just need to portray the reality of life, guys. Oh, so, um, Parliament decided it was fine to down the river. And so, in 1981, construction was set to begin. Until more than 1,000 protesters chained themselves to the site. Yes, you badasses. In order to counteract this, the government sent 10% of the entire Norwegian police force. Oh, my God. There were so many that they had to be stationed in a cruise ship just off of the coast. Which I think for most of those police force were just like, I'm on a cruise ship. That's fine. I'm fine with being on a cruise ship. Going down the slides, going, having a swim in the pool, playing table tennis. I've never been on a cruise ship. So 10% of the entire police force. This is mental and my mood is just... Oh, mate. I'm so sorry. Well, let me let me read on. Let me read you on. You know I hate humans already. I Don't know. Don't make me hate them. Let me, re- let me read on. Uh, it was chaos, basically. The central organisations for Sami people who had been, you know, talking to the government basically discontinued all cooperation with the Norwegian government and two Sami women even travelled all the way to Rome to petition the Pope. It went all the way to the Norwegian... <laughs> he's no use, no, mate. he's not. I can tell you that. For now, he's not much use. Um, it went all the way to the Norwegian Supreme Court, who decided that the dam should be built. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God! 
by this point, resistance was futile. The dam was built. The lake was flooded. And the town of Mars was lost forever. Isabel's looking devastated. <laughs> so, Isabel, in retrospect, a number of people have said that despite it being an absolutely tragic loss and uh, a, a devastating thing, there were a number of positives which eventually came out of it. It basically put Sami people back, uh, Sami people and Sami rights back on the map. Um, after all the Norwegianization and the marginalization of the Sami people, um, this the popular uprising against the dam uh, basically made people realize the importance of the Sami culture. In 2005, 95% of the land which had been previously denied to non-Norwegian speakers in the county in north of Norway was given back to the original inhabitants. It also reunited a huge number of different Sami groups who had been torn apart as they had this shared cause. And finally, in 1997, the King of Norway, King Harald V, made an official apology on behalf of the Norwegian government to the Sami people because of the Norwegianization. It said, The state of Norway was founded on the territory of two peoples, the Sami and the Norwegians. Sami history is closely intertwined with Norwegian history. Today we express our regret on behalf of the state for the injustice committed against the Sami people through the harsh policy of Norwegianization. A Sami National Day is celebrated each year on February the 6th. That's good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still livid. And that's my story of the Sami people. Is that your Eurovision story? <laughs> yeah, don't be furious. <laughs> What's that got to do with Eurovision, mate? There's a whole song about the Sami people. We're playing the bloody song then. I was already at 1,300 words. I'm so sorry, Grace. Hey, don't apologise for me. I will. I'm going to keep apologising. Here's the song. So I forgot to mention as well, this is one of Norway's most famous Eurovision entries. <laughs> yeah, I know it. And that's the history of it. Excellent. That's my Eurovision right. song. <laughs> as a narrative though, mental. <laughs> Flip it. Like play the song first or end with the song or summer. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I, know. I, like, I like the politics. <laughs> I like the politics. You are exhausting. <laughs> Guys, I will do a happy one You don't soon. know what I have to put up with. Will you with counter this? it with a happy one next week? <laughs> no, mine's a real tearjerker oh, next fa- week. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? I'll find a happy one. I'll get more information from my anonymous Or source. actually, just link it back to bloody Eurovision. <laughs> I did! It's a Eurovision I told you to at the end. <laughs> I forgot that bit. I just was too into it. Right, there we go. That's a Sami song from Eurovision 1980 from Norway. It's all fallen apart. It's gone to shit, guys. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? The only way to pull it back... 
with a song. So Isabel, um, I so now is the time where we listen to some more of uh, some more content generated by me. Mm. <laughs> so I do nothing this week. Apparently. Uh, oh jeez! <laughs> <laughs> Apart from drop your phone. Oh, I'm gonna keep doing this your phone. No, so I can turn you down. I'm just gonna tell. I got the controls around. <laughs> I can lean over and do it in your microphone too. <laughs> So my song this uh, week, last week, uh, as we know, um, it was a lot of words and it was a bit rappy. Um, the words weren't necessarily the most thought through. They were just sort of what came to my head at the time. What was last week's? It was oh, called, it was called the, the Serious, serious song. song. I'm Serious. Do you remember? I'm Serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a Serious song and... Um, I feel like it's been a little while since I've done something that's really um, sort of s- properly sung and properly sort of written words. So this week I thought I'd, I'd employ some some of the stuff that I'd learned from A-Level English. So I've made a real effort this week to include um, metaphors and similes. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. And I realise as well that I haven't... And you're using all your pronouns and nouns and verbs in the right place. <laughs> um, I feel like you're not taking this seriously as well. Um, I'm serious. <laughs> I am. And um, and also I realise I hadn't done really done like a ballad and a love song. Oh, so this week... Because you're all loved up at the moment. Oh, sh- <laughs> this week I'm doing... A ballad. Mm. And the ballad is called How Long is a Piece of Love? Oh, I'm going to vomit <laughs> into my own face. <laughs> Are you ready? No. Or should we just not listen to it? <laughs> I'll just give it... Oh, if, if we just don't have to no, listen no, to it, I'll, I'll give, give it five. <laughs> no, I want to know. I wanna... No, this is a bag. Okay, this is the bargain. <laughs> I'm going to give you five if we don't have to listen to the song. Uh, you can risk it and maybe get hey, less than that. I have... I have faith that every song is a 12. Okay. <laughs> until Until you say otherwise. Six? It, in my head. I'll give you six if we don't listen to it. In my head, it's a 12. That's halfway. No. I feel like that's cheating. I feel like that would be a blot on my mm. record. I mean, I gave you the option then. <laughs> Jesus. Could have been a six. So here we go with the song, How Long Is A Piece Of Love? How long is a piece of love? And does it fly on the wings of a dove? And if my heart skips, then who holds the skipping rope? Let me ask you if distance makes the heart grow fonder. Were we born light years apart? If music's the food of love, then are you a restaurant? These are the questions for the heart.
does it fly on the wings of a dove? If my heart skips, then who holds the skipping rope? Let me ask you. <laughs> that oh was God. How Long It's a Piece of Love by Roland Bodnum. Uh, Isabel, I know you're not into ballads and love songs, but I think uh, on a purely oh. technical basis, the writing and the wording of that song no, was No, 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 you don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> the melody, Indeed, like the right. song, yeah, yeah. fine. Cool. What about the metaphors, Strong. though? The metaphors. Oh. Did you think about those? Did I, did I think about those? The metaphors and the similes. But you writing inside a girl's cover. What? Looking at her appendices, <laughs> looking up her appendices. Yeah, because you look up an append an appendices. Oh. Uh, I thought it's a bit. It's a bit sex pesty. Um, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Writing your name in your front cover. It's a bit forceful. Uh, with permission, I'm. It's consensual. Like, oh. can I? Like, that's getting. That's a metaphor for getting married. Is it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a bit possessive, isn't it? Um, I might change that lyric. It's there's room for this. Roland made a rapey song. <laughs> no, it is. It's not a rapey song. How long is a piece of love? Oh, I love my favourite one is Aww. if my heart skips. Who holds the skipping? Yeah, it's grim. That's grim. That mate. Again, that's one of those songs that if it was sung in, like if that was sung in yeah. in, in Dutch, I'd be like, oh, this is quite fun enough. Like, mm. uh, have a little. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Just have yeah. a little boogie. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Move my shoulders around a little bit yeah, to this. Yeah, 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 and then as sure. soon as you hear, you look at the, what the lyrics actually are, you're like, uh, <laughs> No. It had been, a, I think, I think, here's the thing, right? It'd been a while, I hadn't done really a love song. I think it's been building inside me. And I feel like this. I think it's been building inside you since you hit puberty. <laughs> I've, yeah, and so like, like I broke the seal. Like it all came out at once. I feel like now I'll, I'll be oh, able everything to. Everything you say is disgusting. <laughs> it's like, not disgusting. <laughs> honest to God, it is. I said it the other day on Twitter, and I mean it. You are Tobias Funke in every sense. <sighs> I feel like you and I, uh, we're probably just going to have to agree to disagree with this one because <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure I'm the judge, so everyone has to agree with me. Uh, I'm judgy, I'm judgy wudgy. Yeah, you're judgy wudgy. <laughs> judgy wudgy was a bear. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cute. I can go right. with that. I'm a cute judgy bear. Yeah, that's fine. I'm all right with that then. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you've given your analysis. If you sang it in a foreign language. Shit, maybe I should try that. Maybe I should just translate it directly. Should I do it now? I won't do it now. Do it for another one though. Okay, we'll okay. do it for the special, and we're going to do a special. Uh, yeah, that has I could all the do. Songs. Yeah, I could do some. I could do you some. You need to do redo your. Yeah, you know what? Year ago, one at some point. For my special ones, I will do like my make good songs, where I'll make two of them good. So this is a make good. Okay, okay. that's another task. Another I'm language. Give you. Sing this in another language, and I could see this getting up to the the heavy heights Ooh. of 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 nine. Ooh. Hi. Right. It does sound like it's been translated from another language into English through Google Translate. That's what I mean. <laughs> Shocking. Oh. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So if this was sang in another language, you could reach, I think you could get a nine. Hell, that's all right. It would have to As fit. it's in English. Okay. And it's a reet mess. What score would you give it? Four. <sighs> to be honest, Catcher. it's better than what I thought I was going to get from it. Yeah. I like the tune. Okay, I'd work quite hard on the tune. Yeah, no, I, like, I really liked it. Thanks, I got thanks, quite into that. Thanks, thanks. 
Uh, Rest of it though. So, yeah. Nah. I think I went. I think I did go a little bit overboard. Love skipping rope. Who are, no, that no. for me. No, that's not for you. In anyway, anyway, <laughs> that's not overboard. Like I fully expect that from you. That is exactly what I expect to come out of your brain. <sighs> I'm surprised it hasn't come out uh, sooner. I think I've been holding it. At in. least if you're putting it into Eurovision songs, you won't say it to women. <laughs> <laughs> I already that's from life experience, that oh, is. I've already done it. Oh. Let me write my name in your front cover. No. <laughs> So there we go. That's a four. Not quite the dizzying heights of a nine or even an 11. But, um, you know, there's work to be done. Let's go back to the good old days of dance music, mate. Uh, I know. I know. I've got to do a few. I can't do all dance numbers, though. People get The people will get bored. I won't. No, oh, I know. And I'm the most important <laughs> one. So um, before we go, we didn't mention it at the start, but please do. We love hearing from you. And we've been getting even more and more and more listeners from Sweden. So yeah, just Sweden. So the rest of you, <laughs> fuck your ideas up, mate. Pass this on to some other people. Uh, yeah, because at the moment, Swedes are still our favourites. They're bossing it, and, uh, and we will continue to, to judge people in that way. We still don't know why. So no, no clue. Uh, if no anyone, clue. if anyone would like to give us a clue, uh, you can get in touch with us uh, through three different methods. Um, you can email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail you can follow us on Twitter or tweet us at EuphoriaCast. Couldn't fit the whole word in there. No, too long for a tweet. But on Instagram, we're back to Euphoria Podcast yeah. on that. Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram too. And yeah, just have a natter. Just come and say hi. We, I mean, most of the time we're Give just waiting tweet. for someone to just message or home, say hi. Waiting for something to happen <laughs> with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and we're getting, because we're getting closer to Eurovision now as well, mm-hmm. things are going to get very exciting mm-hmm. because we're going to have a few little changes around mm. in terms of format as we get closer to the big day because obviously we have to. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have some guest hosts on. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, going to be... It's going to be really good, so you better keep listening, otherwise you're going to miss out, basically. That's what I'm saying. So it's going to be very exciting, uh, so please do keep tuned. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. And to round up the podcast, as we always say, how long is a piece of love? It's getting shorter by the day with you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Well... While it's still there, thank you guys for listening and goodbye!